What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we've got another good week for you. Uh, we talked a lot of NBA last week. We'll get into more playoffs later, but we're going to start off with the NFL news. Uh, my man, Leonard Fournette, I say my man because he's my RB2, or supposed to be my RB2 in fantasy this year. Was real excited with that, had a nice draft, and before the season can even start, my man gets cut by the Jaguars, and I don't know what the story is here. I don't know how bad of a position you have to be in to get cut by the Jaguars, who are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. But he got cut. What's next for this guy? Where's he end up? Does he end up anywhere? Should I just get rid of him now? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, clear waivers. Get rid of him, Tom. Get rid of him, yeah. 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 yeah please, please, please drop him. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Sully uh, and Dave are both in my fantasy league, so they are they are hoping that I would be dumb enough to do that. It, I've heard questions. If 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 you have Leonard Fournette, I've heard I'm in I'm in like these Discord or Discords, and you know I'm in part of the fantasy group. Someone's like, "What do I do with him? Do I drop him?" And I'm like, "No, you sit on your fucking hands." I'm like, "You can't do anything." I'm like, "Obviously, he's gonna get picked up." I don't know if the kid was like 15, but like Leonard Fournette's gonna sign with someone. Probably not going to be a better situation than he was in Jacksonville, where he was clearly the head guy, minus third downs going to Chris Thompson. But um, Fournette is definitely a downgrade. If you're drafting him in fantasy, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole right now, unless it was probably like maybe, I don't know, seventh round or later, seventh, eighth round. I was just going to say, he's available seventh, eighth round. You got to think about that. Yeah, I would probably take him there. But for me, um, I mean, I think within the next week, They'll find it. It's crazy that Marone said they couldn't find a trade partner, not even a fifth, sixth, or a seventh. But with that, he's he was due four million. So, and he know, cleared for- waivers too. So, like, not only did people not want to give up anything for him in a trade, they didn't even want to sign him for nothing. Like they just, yeah. you just essentially picking up on waivers is essentially trading for someone without having to give up anything at all, except obviously well, they would have had to give him the money. Yeah, exactly. You basically yeah, yeah. are so, yeah, inheriting, so much, inheriting his contract. Yeah, so um, some people think it the wrong way. They're like, well, they couldn't get anything for him. It's like, no, the, the $4 million, it's not a ton, but for a running back, they you know they didn't want to give up something of you know of substance, whether it was a fifth, sixth rounder for a player that also they didn't have leverage, the Jags. People know, you know, if they're asking for a fifth, sixth rounder for Leonard Fournette, they're desperate right now. So that was, you know... I'm sure teams will like, you know, they'll just get released and then, you know, he cleared waivers and now, you know, so now we'll see who signs him. I think I know who I, I know who, if I was this team, I would sign him in a heartbeat. I don't know what you guys think, but you've heard all the, all the, the Washington, the, the New England, uh, Tampa. I have a better one. How about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Ooh. It's my favorite one. I actually had it in my head, and Marcus, I already, I already, that was who I was going to, and I literally just heard Marcus Spears talk about it like five seconds ago. I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Let's see, like, what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to do is they want to, like, grind you out, play great defense. They got a top five, probably top two or three defense, possibly the best defense. They want to ground and pound the rock. They want to, you know, they don't want Big Ben thrown for 5,000 yards. Um, if you can, great. But they want to limit his arm usage after that surgery. So, if you're the Steelers, you want a nice, big, physical runner, downhill runner, um, someone that can save uh, John, uh, Connor as well, um, because he clearly he clearly can't take the load. I mean, he this has been two, three years, three years in a row of missing games. Um, last year, he had five or six different injuries. I mean. It's it's incredible. I mean, obviously, we know Connor's story beating cancer. We're all rooting for the guy. Sure, he's a great guy, and he's a talented running back. He's a talented running back. He's made out of glass, though. I mean, he's had knee injuries, rib injuries, calf injuries. If you are the Steelers, I think it's Flanagan's a perfect situation because you can use Connor on third down. I know they drafted Anthony McFarland, whatever, and they have Snell, whatever. Snell's lost weight. None of these guys are. You need someone can take the workload, and Leonard Fournette is someone that can take it on first and second down. Yeah, you could sprinkle Connor in here and there, and then you could use Connor in third down, and and, and you know even if it's a fifty-fifty, I think it's a perfect fit. 
It'll preserve Big Ben's arm more because they'll be able to run more. They have a great offensive line. Think about it. Fournette was running behind a shitty O-line. With the Steelers O-line, if he was getting carries, 1,200 yards easy. Easy. And he's a receiving threat. I mean, he had 100 targets last year. Well, he he got better at it. I wouldn't say he's an efficient receiver, but he showed he can physically catch the ball. His yards per catch weren't great. He definitely has improved. I wouldn't say he's, you know... A McCaffrey or, or one of those guys or, or an Eckler, but he can he is capable of catching the ball um, in space. I'd rather a Connor, uh, you know, James Connor, but he can no, he certainly can catch the ball. And uh, yeah, the so Steelers gotta, are right up against the cap, three point eight million available space. Just as a uh, well, a barometer, be a little tight, but. So he would definitely have to take a pay cut to go there. But I think that's pretty much presumed that that's going to happen now that no one claimed him off waivers. So yeah. if you're talking about 3.8, then you're talking about, what, a $500,000, $600,000 pay cut? I mean, that's that's not that's something you, you have to expect as for yeah, I mean, he's going to be – he's playing for a contract regardless. He knows uh, it's like – yeah, exactly. He's not even out of his rookie contract yet. This is his last year of that deal. Yeah, well now he is. Well, he true. needs opportunity. Yeah, but- if I'm James, if I'm excuse me, if I'm Leonard Fournette, I'm weighing opportunity way over money wise, mo- monetary amount this year within reason. You know, if he's going to like I've heard teams throw out the Eagles, not a terrible pick. Because Miles Sanders as well can't take stay healthy, but they did say Miles Sanders, you're the guy, you're the guy, you're the guy all all off season. So yeah, they're yeah. sending some mixed singles. They've but been like, touting him as a every down. Yeah, but back. you're not, you know, he's not getting a thousand yards if he's in the in that backfield with Miles Sanders. He may be rushed for five or six hundred. He'll be a a Legarrette Blunt, a Jordan Howard, change of pace. But he's not going to get that big deal off of that type of year. Um, so I don't know what what do you where do you guys think is the best fit for him? What would you do? I don't know. I mean, I, don't I like hate I, Pittsburgh. I, I, yeah, I like that fit. Um, maybe even another probably similar situation, Minnesota, especially with Dalvin's contract situation. Who know? You know who knows? It's a little dicier because the Dalvin Cook talent is 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 definitely much higher than James Conner. I agree. I agree. But I'm I'm just looking at it from the point of view that cause Connor's coming up, but he's going to need a new contract next year. They too. also got Madison too, though. Yeah, that's fair. But um, it gives them both both situations would give the team a chance to look at the look at what they have in each running back and make a decision moving forward. And you think about it like if you're either the Steelers or the Vikings and you have both running backs and let's just say for the sake of the argument, they're splitting 50 50 carries you even if they both have great years or one has a better year or lesser year, you can take that perceived less production and say, hey, you only had 900 yards last year. Like, I know you only had 180 carries, but you only had 900 yards. You only had 750 yards. I'm not giving you 13, 14 yards. They could do that, but then they'll also probably lose them. They'll probably walk. That's fair, but then it goes back to the— They have two to choose from. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I mean, think about Tampa? I think Tampa's an option, but I— you know, Bruce, Bruce Arians has been talking up Keyshawn Vaughn a lot, so I don't know if... And like, Rojo. Yeah, Rojo. And Rojo's injury doesn't seem too serious. I mean, what it seems like a sprained ankle, I think. Maybe he misses a week at most, if it well, if any it's time a at all. Injury. It's an ankle. Maybe it's, it, may, it might be a foot. I don't remember. But I just remember reading the report and like going into it, I was like, oh, like he's going to miss some time. And then I read the report and I was like, oh, he might... Oh, it doesn't sound yeah, bad. He, he, might, he probably is going to play week one. Yeah, um, yeah, but even if he doesn't, I doubt he misses two weeks. You know, so he could. Yeah, I mean, he'll be. You know, he'll be fighting for carries there, though. But to me, it seems like the way they're talking now. They, you know, obviously he has to play his rookie year, but they drafted Vaughn to be the running back of the future. They didn't draft him as some like kind of change of pace guy. I mean, that might be the role he plays this year, but. The way it seems, unless Rojo has a great season. It- well, Rojo's also only 22, so I know they're using he's going to be their opening kick returner and punt returner, I believe. Or, or It's either both or just kick returner, so um, he definitely has some work to do. I know Arians loves Rojo right now before this this injury, but 
Um, Rojo has trouble catching the ball, so that's always been one of yeah. his Achilles' heel. But I mean, and maybe then, maybe they like both. They I'm sure they like in a perfect world they want both of those two because in today's NFL you you really need two running backs. Yeah, and I mean, what about, uh, you need a Murray to your Kamara. You need you know. Arians what even admitted they were going to take a look at. Uh, I think it's already too muddled with Breida and Howard. Yeah. I think he's a, he's too Howard. similar. Oh, I forgot to, but, that. I forgot that they got Howard. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's too similar to Howard for me. But what do you think about your Pats getting him? Yeah, Pats backs there. And, it's the uh, same thing, though. It's the same thing. You got Sony Michelle. You got James White. You, you have, have uh, yeah, a lot of backs, but. I think he Fournette is probably gonna if he walks into that camp, he's the best back in the locker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's the most talented. I like Damian Harris. Sonny Michelle, I think, is poop. Uh, James White, we know third down catching machine. Rex Burkett is whatever at this point. Um, there's so many backs. There's really a ton. But I agree with Dave. I think he's just the most talented. I think he'd walk right in there, and he'd we'd see, you know, with a pretty decent O line. I think he could. You know, and with Cam Newton, I think, you know, you're talking about some power run game there with Cam and Leonard Fournette around the goal line, the option. You're gonna, they're they're yeah. going to be running the option. I mean, I don't love it, but I think it's an option. I think it's definitely an option where yeah. if I'm him and he wants to bet on himself and he's not going to go to the Steelers or another team, he could be. And it's, I think it's a similar situation in Washington. He's more talented than probably, you know, probably all those guys. I don't know. Antonio Gibson's a lot of talk up, but I'd take him over Gibson right now. I can't – I always forget uh, Washington still has Bryce Love. They have like seven running backs. The dude was a, was a legit – wasn't he second in Heisman voting before yeah. he came out? Like, he's he talented. Was, he, he, I mean, so right now the, three, <clears throat> the three-headed thing looks like him – Antonio Gibson is like a gadget guy right now, and then they have AP as their, their number one, I guess, technically, but they're all going to see time. And then they still have Chris Thompson. Not Chris Thompson, sorry. I always say Chris Thompson. The third down, Peyton Barber, who's absolutely brutally terrible. Yeah, he's he's not had it. I mean, he before was the that, one they in, had, in Tampa. They had, they had Darius Geis before he just decided to just choke out every one person of the opposite sex. Yeah, Darius Geis. I mean, he's. Geist, we probably don't. We probably don't see him in the NFL ever again. I would hope not. I was not like he ever showed anything. No. Yeah, I mean, Darius Geis before this, and it was he was a must avoid for me in fantasy. He was a must avoid. I was not touching him. So many injuries. Now he's given injuries. Yeah, he he's gonna have a rough rough few months. Um. But yeah, that I, I, I think the there's XFL some... for good old Leonard next year. <laughs> no. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, do we know if would... there's an update on on that happening? Like, what? Someone get the rock on the phone. What's the update on on the XFL? Uh, yeah, true. How much did he buy it for? Like, fifteen million. It's nothing. Jeez. Yeah, probably took yeah, it out of his checking him. account. He probably literally took it out of his checking account. Yeah, he swiped the card. I can't imagine looking at that <laughs> amount of money in my checking account, fifteen million. Like just looking at it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Is your like phone so many? Like just like, like to look at that many zeros. It's yeah. insane. Um, what about uh, team we haven't talked about yet? What about Atlanta? Atlanta's that's. Kind of, I guess, similar to what you were saying. I like that better than the Minnesota pick, actually, because I like Minnesota's depth after... I like Madison better than I like... Um, after Gurley, Gurley, you know, they've been nursing him. You know, they've been, you know, already trying to load manage him. The season hasn't started. You have, like, Brian Hill, Ito Smith, um, this guy, Olison, who led, the, led their team with four rushing touchdowns last year. I mean, you got a lot of nothing behind Gurley. And it doesn't look like Gurley's going to be healthy for the year. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, if anyone needed a change of pace back, it's it's Atlanta. You know. I mean, they they their oh, was it Dirk Cutter? He said 15 to 25 carries. What? That is the biggest range ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah this player is yeah. going to get zero to 15 touches a week. That's pretty much what he said. I mean, just you have a range of 15. 25 <laughs> carries is like a full workload. 25 carries is like, like more CMC like Z, like Zeke work. Like yeah. fifteen ca- and like fifteen carries is like, you know what I mean? Like fifteen carries is like not much at all. 
Yeah, and Atlanta's got six six point eight, a little more than six point eight. I don't think they do because I just don't think I I can't see them doing it because paying both that amount of money to they still they have they got to pay some to Gurley and to him and it's kind of two like running backs who are similar and you know Gurley's injury prone for now. I don't know. I I don't, I don't like him to Atlanta. Yeah, I think Gurley would be pissed. Oh, I, I would assume so. I mean, Gurley still thinks he's an every down back. You have to think that way. You know? Yeah, no, you do. I just He's not. He's not. I mean I mean are there any other teams? Um uh, the no, fancy no, no, Oh, I have one. No, I was just looking through a bunch of teams' rosters looking at Seattle their depth charts. I was thinking them, but like Chris Carson off the hip surgery, hip surgery for running backs. The way he true. runs, he was like out of camp for a while dealing with family issues. Like he's got a lot of different like moving parts going on right now. Um, Chris Carson actually plays a lot of games per year, but he's getting up there. The amount of carries he takes year in, year out. I know they have Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde ain't shit though. Like he ain't special. Like Carlos Hyde isn't like an Alexander Madison to me, or he's not like like or even a Gurley level, like Hyde is just like, like three yards in a cloud of dust. He's just, he's just like he had a good year last year, but like he's nothing special. Then you have Rashad Penny on the pup. Penny's been a disappointment. I mean, it gives you a really good, it would give you a really good one-two punch. Hyde could be third string. I mean, he's been third string most of his life. Um, let's be honest. So. Yeah. It'd be a really nice one-two punch, and you could keep both those guys really fresh. Like, if you have a fresh Chris Carson or Leonard Fournette in the fourth quarter, like, give them, like... And Seattle's going to... They're going to they're gonna run as much as anyone, you know what I mean? There's going to be carries to go around. They're running the ball 30, 35 times a game easy. If you can give, you know, 50, you know 20 to... Or 18 to Carson and 15 to Fournette, you know, you can really have a nice one-two combo there. I think it could be very, very beneficial. And then maybe utilize, you know, Carson's... Carson's a terrible pass catcher. So maybe Fournette does play more on third downs because yeah. he can catch the ball. He's Carson. I, Carson's a fumbling, a fumbling machine. One, he fumbled <laughs> yeah. like five times last year. So if he's uh, he has the case of the fumble ruskies, Pete Carroll never shied away from him because he didn't have the talent behind him. And Penny, he was like, "We're fucked. I got to, I got to." Yeah, he actually him. had seven. He had seven fumbles last year. He had seven year. fumbles, and Pete Carroll never wavered. I think he had one game where you kind of like iced him a little bit. I mean, with Fournette, you could say, all right, sit your ass down, like, figure it the fuck out, dude. You got it. Like, Fournette, you get the rock now. So, I mean, and he can't catch. Carson can't catch. He can't hold on to the ball. He's allergic to the football. But that, I love the way Carson plays. It just takes a toll on the body. So, that'd be in yeah. my top three. I, Seattle would be in my top three for fits, honestly. It's a great fit. I, I, I like it. I mean, you know, like Seattle and Pittsburgh, you're talking about hard-nosed, defensive football teams that want to pound the rock and, 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 and grind out games. So I like the, I like the Pittsburgh fit. I, I like Pittsburgh the for best. my fantasy sake, your argument. I hope he ends up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it would be great for your, you know, he could end up having very similar value to what yeah. he would have. Like his I'll, value would probably be preserved. I'll and if Connor's hurt, that. it's increased. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. I um I, I hope it works out for the guy for my sake. If he wasn't on my team, I would not care. But I I care very much. It's just kinda weird that he's in, in his third this would be his fourth year. I know he had that suspension and whatnot, but I mean that's just like it's kinda strange. I wanna know what happened. It's coming off a career year too. Yeah, I wanna I want his best know. year. I mean, they've just, I know they've just been, there. there've been a lot of, like, tension between the team. I know, he, and he basically wants a bigger deal. He wants a big deal. They're like, you know, we don't value at all. We just don't even want you. I know he was practicing with a $100 bill on his back, and he was saying, <laughs> I'm going to run for 100 yards a game. Like, he was only practicing with a $100 bill. I'm sure people were like, and I heard yeah. a report from someone that players were sick of him, like, probably because of shit like that. Like, what are you doing? What are you? What yeah. are you trying to? Be? Not, like, yeah, like you're not doing yourself any favors. Yeah, like you're like he was. This was like two weeks ago. I heard this. Also, with with Fournette, they're a better team with Leonard Fournette. I think that I think we could all agree. And they're in tank mode. They're in full tank mode. I don't know whether it's for Trevor Lawrence, 
We'll see how Gardner plays. If Gardner throws for 30 touchdowns and like eight or nine picks, how can you abandon him for? I get, then you could use the Lawrence pick and you could trade it and get a, a myriad of other picks. Oh my God! Gonna, Trevor Lawrence, he's going to command four first-round picks. So, trade so to the Patriots. a tank for them it works either way. Whether Minshew's a one one-year thing, um, it, it, uh, you know, you got Lawrence, or if not, you know, you could trade him and get the world. Because I I believe in Gardner Minshew personally. I'm a Gardner believer. What do you do though if Minshew like? Has a good like the Jags surprise people. Surprise people. They go seven and nine or eight and eight, and Minshew he doesn't blow it out of the water, but he goes you know twenty eight and fourteen or twenty eight and sixteen for you know thirty nine hundred yards or forty one hundred yards. Like you're not like what do you it's mean? Not a, what do you, do? you can't get Lawrence at that point. Oh yeah, that's true. You're not going to be as bad. You're going seven as, and nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess if you're saying, I mean, I guess if he puts 12, up. Well, if if he gets yeah if they go four and twelve and he puts up similar numbers you know just because they're playing from behind it's all the time choice. you know yeah I mean you probably you probably yeah, I mean you probably got to take Trevor Lawrence I mean yeah yeah I mean it dep- it honestly depends what their scouting team and how high they are on him and and the people in that room how high they are on him if they think he's the next Andrew Luck or better you got to take him I guess. Yeah, I mean, but if they're also, not like in, as in high as him as like other people, like they're like we like him but we don't love him, then I guess you trade it. If Minshew does that too, you're you could easily get a, a third or fourth rounder in return for him in the trade market. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially Minshew, with that, Minshew had a great year. Yeah, no, I I think you know if Foles is getting a fourth rounder. To take on that contract, I know Foles' resume is obviously better, but... Minshew's at least a third. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, uh, you know, third rounder, you should be drafting a starter. So, that if yeah, you want to start Unless you're him. the Jets. You draft a DN from uh, Florida and cut him every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, time will tell with that. But I'm excited because next week... It'll be the return of our best bets segment with football being back. We'll be able to give our weekly, uh, be able to give our weekly locks, get the gambling buzz going again. Gotta love that. Give out the picks for the people. But um, let's move on to the NBA playoffs. We've got a game seven going on right now, uh, Utah and Denver. We've got another game seven tomorrow with uh, OKC in Houston. Uh, Heat Bucks starts tomorrow, game one of that series, and we have um, Celtics. Yeah, game, game two. Oh, game for, two, right? For, right, right. Heat, for Heat Bucks. Yes, yes. And then uh, we have the Celtics won uh, game two tonight against the Raptors. Uh, close game there. Definitely better game than the first of the series, but now they have that 2-0 lead. Hate to say it, but it's going to be tough for the Raptors to come win four out of six against this team the way they're playing right now. It'll be tough. I I didn't watch the game. Um, I, I like Siakam hasn't been like playing great though, right? Like he no, he hasn't, he's been struggling. And Van Vliet struggled this game. Um, yeah. This is the first game they had Lowry back. I don't I don't know how many minutes did he play. I don't know. I definitely think the Raptors are going to win a few games in the series. Yeah, I think I the, still, the the Raptors. I think. Probably are the team that's been harmed the most by not having home court. Their home court yeah. is such an advantage. They're such a team that feeds off that crowd. Um, I mean, you literally got to go to another country to play them. So, it, yeah. you know, it, you, you got to go through customs. It's a whole, like, thing getting yeah. to play, going to play Toronto. It's not, you know, NBA players well, aren't exempt from that type of stuff. Tom, Lowry, you know, played 40 minutes. Lowry played 40 minutes tonight. Right. Um, uh, I... Yeah, I think the Celtics win this series, whether I, it's in whether I, it's in. Well, no, I'm saying you think it's over. Not if you think they win it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I do. I think. Well, I think. I think the Raptors. I think the Raptors win a game. Wait, what's the difference? You think between... they win a game? Yeah, I think. I think that the Celtics do this in five. You said no, I was we crazy when they. Counts to the betting. I will say this. I know they don't have Kawhi. Last year they were down 0-2 to the Bucks. And they ended up winning four straight. So I don't think we can write the rap. I know it's not the same team. Well, technically they had a better record overall. Um, I just don't see how you can write them off. Um, you know, the Bucks 
last year compared to Celtics this year. I mean, it's similar talent-wise. Uh, the Bucks had a better record last year than the than the Celtics did this year, I believe. But regardless, it's a, it's a very good team, and it's a team that a lot of people picked to beat the Raptors either way. Um, probably closer this year even. But I just don't. I don't think. I think they're a team that's resilient, that's well coached, that they. Played terrible game one. Game two, I didn't really watch. I can't really comment. I, I mean, I, I saw OG Anunoby was their leading scorer for a while, so it sounds like Siakam and Lowry didn't play great. They have better basketball in them, I'm sure. Um, I just I wouldn't write the I wouldn't write the defending champs off, um, especially with how resilient they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they certainly aren't playing up to their standards, their normal standards. Uh, but, you know, we saw Boston dismantle in the first round. So who knows? And then when is Gordon Hayward coming back? He, he could be back next series, right? Uh, it was, they said, four to five weeks, I believe. And now we're on, we're into week three. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I mean, depending maybe. on how long, depending on how long the Heat and Bucks take and how long this series goes. I mean, we're already, we're playing game three Thursday night. So. It's, I mean, the series could be over as early as Saturday. So, you know, you know, I mean, you never know. And it really depends on this Bucks heat series. I'm hoping that goes seven and I'm hoping this goes five, six. Who do you, who but, do you guys think having that series? Uh, I think, I don't know. That's going to be tough. I think it's going to go six one. or seven. Yeah. I think it's going to go six or seven either way, but. It depends on uh, it depends on uh, Middleton. It depends on uh, Middleton played great. He had a he had a great first half, and he put twenty one in the first half. I think he had twenty eight total, something like that. Um, normally, he hasn't been playing very good. It was Giannis who didn't have a good game. I just we know how I stand. I don't even think I'm I'm. I mean, I'm not going to say we're going to win in five or something. I think I think I right now I think I have the Heat, and I'll say I think I have the Heat in six. I think um, that would be a. Uh, I I would love a Heat Celtics Eastern. Conference I mean, the issue final. for me, like the issue that we present the Bucks is our three point shooting, and they give up the most three pointers per game, and we make the second most. It's a mismatch. And if you were to tell me the Bucks would hit four more three pointers than the Heat, I think it was three or four more. I'd say we got killed. I'd say, or we lost by at least ten, and we won by eleven. So, um, playoff Jimmy, you know. Put up 40. He played fantastic. I know we're not going to get 40 from every game, but he played great. Drogic played great. Um, he was the stars. But I just like how the team, like, Bam doesn't score. Like, he had, like, 17 rebounds or something. Duncan Robinson had a very off shooting game. He's still competing defensively. You know, Kelly Olenek was a non-factor. Every game, it's like, you know, it's someone different. Sometimes it's Tyler Hero has a huge game. He always has his flashes. Sometimes it's Duncan Robinson making eight threes. You know, sometimes Crowder makes a bunch of threes, and you could put Crowder, you could put Bam, and you could put Jimmy. You could put three-plus defenders on Giannis. Um, and Giannis, like, I don't think his his skill set or their lack of translates to the postseason. Because when you when he's got an ice or he's got a one-on-one, whatever, late in the game, um, him taking a three-point shot, that's a winner for the defense. Him taking a, a, a you know, a mid-range or... A late, uh, deep two. That's a win for the defense. He goes to the line. You hack him. He's probably only making one. He's shooting terribly from the line. So really, he needs to be getting the ball low in the post, attacking and dunking and driving and getting high percentage close shots. And he hasn't getting he hasn't been getting those in the postseason, especially against the Heat all year long. So you saw it last year. The ball that they're building in Toronto, not a literal wall, but the wall that Toronto built against against him with, like, you know, help defenders and, you know, putting a good lanky, whether it's Kawhi on him, and, and you know, really limiting Giannis. And if you can't make free throws, like, you, you got the ball in his hands at the end of the game, it's kind of a detriment. And he's not LeBron. He's not as good a facilitator as LeBron. He doesn't have as good shooting as LeBron because I know LeBron's not a good free throw shooter, obviously, but I think LeBron's a little better free throw shooter than Giannis still. But I just don't like, like, the ball in late, and Giannis, like, it's weird. As a Heat fan, he doesn't scare me when he's got the ball at the end of games. I don't know if you feel the same way, Tom. It doesn't scare me. Like, when he's got the ball, and I got Jimmy Butler and Bam helping, I'm like, we're good. He gets close, we foul him, I'm good. Oh, it's because of his, his lack of offensive versatility, really. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, he doesn't have, like, 
the like like your like they talk about you like your bag of your bag of tricks like your bag like as like a NBA player like your skill set like your moves like Jimmy's got like a bag like he's got his three point shot which which is clutch in the fourth quarter he's got his little floater he's got mid range he's got post whether he's extremely efficient or not he's got a lot of different moves Giannis yeah, doesn't mean, have that you Giannis, take someone like, like, if if you give me the choice of Carmelo Anthony or Giannis taking the last shot Carmelo Anthony today. I'm taking Carmelo. Carmelo. Yeah. he's he, There isn't a way on offense Carmelo Anthony can't score at an above-average level. Yeah, so still, taking, to, taking still to this day. Carmelo in the post, I'm, or in the mid-post, mid I'm taking I'm taking Carmelo from three. I'm taking, you know. Yeah. Maybe not in the low post, I'm taking Giannis because he's, he's a beast. But, in, like, in the mid-high post, I'm taking Melo. I think, I think Giannis obviously gets uh, help from his physicality there and his athleticism, but... Well, Melo's more polished. Melo is more crafty in the post. Melo's definitely more crafty. I mean, he's just like a skinny Shaq, Giannis. Like, he's just such a freak. But um, I don't know. I feel really good. I felt really good about the game one because we didn't play great. We didn't play great all first half. You got to remember, the Heat didn't play for a whole seven days. And we were rusty the first half. And then in the second half, we kind of started playing more Miami Heat basketball. Defending loose balls. So... It just seems like Giannis is, he's much easier to game plan when you're in a seven game series against him than other stars. You know, you mm-hmm. can get one, and when you're playing him in the regular season, like lesser players, far lesser players, you can, you can't, you can't game plan as easy against as, as them as against Giannis. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like Jimmy's way, Jimmy's nowhere close to the player Giannis is. But he's but he's a tougher matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, we know. That. I mean, Gian, Jimmy's like a top eight to ten player, probably. Giannis is top three or four, maybe probably top two or three. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But it doesn't um, doesn't. It's happen. like the statistics don't like. It's almost like Russell Westbrook. It's like you look at the end of the game. It's like, oh, the statistics are amazing, but like, or, or is, imp- <coughs> is his impact as great as those numbers? Not really. Sometimes. How many years away of playoff elimination? Do you think Giannis, not even saying like not making, not winning the championship, but like an earlier than expected exit before that narrative kind of starts to really turn towards more of a Russell Westbrook narrative where his game just doesn't translate to wins next in the playoffs. Two. Next year. So ne- they yeah, lose, I was they say lose one, this one year. One or two years. If they lose the Heat this year and they lose and don't make it to the conference finals next year, 100% next year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think to me, I'm I'm good. I like the Bucks in seven against the Heat just because of how much they have to lose. If they lose in five or six to the Bucks this year, or to the Heat, I, I think you can without a without a title or a you know seven game NBA Finals next loss next year. Giannis is halfway out of the he's, door. He's gone. He's gone. Oh yeah. Unless if they if they, they don't here, yeah. if they don't make the finals one of these next two years, 100% leaving. But it's it's just, to me, it's who's, like, Bledsoe had that hammy injury. He didn't play game one. So, that, I mean, that's true. But Bledsoe hasn't been a dynamic player as he, like, he hasn't been dynamic on, on the Bucks. He hasn't yeah. been. He was great when he first got there that first year. And then. And yeah, then he, he really, he, like, 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 difference between him and George Hill, like, talent-wise, yeah, it's definitely apparent, but still, like, Production-wise, it's not that great. Like, George Hill is, like, a solid player. He's, like, playing serviceable. Obviously, it gives him more depth. But I just don't like Budenholzer as a coach in the postseason. Like, he plays Giannis not many minutes. He, play, he doesn't play starters many minutes. He plays, like, 10, 11 guys. I don't really get it. I don't really like, yeah. like, like, he'll play Giannis 29, 30 minutes. Same with Middleton. It's like, you need your dogs playing 35, 40, at least 40-something minutes if, if need be. And it's not like Giannis is a guy who can't. I mean, he's uh, people say he's the hardest worker in the NBA. He's yeah, a know freak he athlete. He wants to. If you gave him the choice, he would play forty-eight minutes every night, maybe like forty-six. Yeah. You know, but he's that did type. You hear of dude. what he said? Did you hear what he said? They asked him. The reporters asked him. They're like, why, "Why are you going to ask to guard Jimmy? Like <laughs> he's just torching you, torching your team." And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Why not?" They're like, "Why the fuck not?" <laughs> and he's like, "I do what coach tell me to do." That's a terrible Greek impersonation of him, but and he's like, dude, what? It's like that's not like if you're like someone like a like a, a true dog, whether like it's a Kawhi Leonard who doesn't talk the talk, but a, a he walks the walk, or a Jimmy Butler 
or a Clay Thompson even, or you know, you're picking the best player up if you're getting. Yeah, you're seeking out. You're seeking out that matchup. Yeah, and like you're the defensive player of the year. You're the you won DPOI. Is that DPOI? Yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you won defensive player of the year. Like, and you're gonna win MVP. Yeah, and like, like, this is what you should be asking for. Like, Kawhi guarded. You, but you didn't guard Kawhi, and like you ended up losing. And like, and like, say, fuck it, coach. Like, you need to come to like coach and be like, dude, we're getting fucking smoked. Let me guard him. Like, like Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, any of those guys in the ninth inning, you're doing like a pitch, trying to pitch a shutout or a no hit or whatever it is. Like, you're like, coach, you're not fucking taking me out of this game. Garrett Cole, DeGrom, whatever. You're not taking me out of this game. I'm staying Turn the fuck around. Yeah, yeah. What are you what are you doing out here, sir? Go back to the like you gotta show like you gotta show the fight in you. Like you you gotta like like if you're like like how do you feel? It's like yeah, I feel all right. Like, yeah, you're gonna get taken out. But if you're like, I fucking got this, I'm gonna take him like he's getting nothing. Like like that's why I love Jimmy so much. That Jimmy embodies everything about Miami Heat, the culture, uh just the dog went Did you hear what he said about um about it being a business trip? Didn't yeah, he, did. in, he didn't have any family coming because it's a business trip. And, like, it's hard to disagree with him. Like, like when you think it that way, like, he's here to win the championship. That's Jimmy Butler's goal. He wants to win the championship. And he, and he believes they can do it. Like, that's, I mean, those Jamal are his Murray, aspirations. Jamal Murray been taking care of business. Hinger, Jamal and his Murray. Another example. Jamal Murray's like, I think Jamal Murray has, like, kind of been soft for a lot of his career. Like, he's had the talent, but he hasn't put up the consistency. Maybe not soft, but he hasn't, like, shown the dog in him that he's showing right now. Like, now he's... You've never been able to like look at him and be like, okay, he's a, a un, unarguable star, you know? Yeah, like like I know we've both been high on him for a while. Like you maybe have been a little higher on him than me. Like we love like we I see um, Devin Booker potential in him. Yeah, I, I was like the that. biggest fan of Murray when he was coming. Yeah, I thought I, he was the best player in the draft. Big fan of him. I just I thought it would take him some time, and it definitely is. Like the last few years, it's been. Been kind of not improving greatly, and now it's just like in the series, he's just turning into like a top, top five player. I mean, he's ever not a top since five player, he posted but... that video on Instagram of his girl topping him off, he's been a monster. Muted, Dave. You're, you're muted, Dave. Uh, I don't know why, but it, it she's in the bubble now. She's joining him. Oh, well, that's exactly, that's all he needed. He posted on Instagram, what was it, was he put it on his story? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got hacked. Um, where do you think he lies next year? Where do you think he is as a top player? Where, where is he? I think he starts to crack that top 15 conversation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say top 12 to 15. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. they needed a leader. They needed a leader. Jokic is great, but, like, same thing with Jokic, like, Playing through Jokic, you can play through him in the in the high post. He can pass. You can do all these nice things, but like Jokic at the top of the key, like doesn't scare me at the end of the game. Yeah, like no. he's he can shoot. He can do all the things. Like he's not like taking games over late, like scoring wise. When you need a bucket, like he's not always going to take over. Like Jamal Murray can take over the game. Jokic you, affects it in different ways. You kind of almost screens. can't like yeah. You can't just like give it to Jokic and everyone step back. You know, and just let him work. Yeah, like, like, it's like Giannis a little bit, a lesser extent though with Jokic. Like, Giannis is obviously a better scorer, but Jokic like is a good free throw shooter, great three point shooter, very good mid range, great in the post, fantastic footwork in the post. But he just doesn't like he doesn't demand the ball. Like he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have a quick first step. I mean, with Jamal Murray, like he's been the guy. Like you feel like oh. Jamal, with Jamal Murray playing with this, you could win him a championship with him being your best player right now. That's how yeah. you feel. He He's had a presence that Jokic just hasn't had on the court. And, and Jokic has the language barrier, and I'm sure it's tough. Like, like he's trying to get, he's been trying to get more vocal. Like, it's obviously not his native language. It's got to be tough to do that, but. Yeah, it's something you don't think about, honestly, you know, as, yeah. an, as an outsider. Yeah, but like Jokic is a two. Like, yeah, you can win a championship with Jokic as your second best player. Yeah. Real quick, who wins the Rockets OKC game seven? Oh God, I hope Russell Westbrook makes another turnover at the end of the game and they lose. Yeah, I'm I going want OKC. The Rockets to win, but my my heart wants the Rockets, but my head kind of says Thunder 
and I know the Rockets are going to be favorites, but because five close games, or what is it? No, three close games, or pretty much every close game, the Thunder have won every close game. Whether where when it's within five five points, or at the end of the game, I think they're three zero. Yeah. Um. You know the when the Rockets win, it's not really as close. And then you know the game two is a blowout. But um. I don't know what I, I mean. I kind of I want the Rockets to win because I, I think it's a better five. matchup. I think it's a better matchup. I think the small ball versus big ball with Lakers. I think it's a more intriguing matchup. I think the Thunder against the uh, Lakers is not intriguing for me. It's just it doesn't That's sell. Fair. It doesn't That's sell. Um, the the Rockets are five and a half point favorites. So. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I would you say agree the Rockets have a better chance to beat the Lakers than the Thunder? I do. Do. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm thinking of it just in the sense that, like, I want to see Russell Westbrook go yeah, home. No, of course, but like, yeah. but like, ultimately, I want to see LeBron go home more. So, you know, if, if they're a better op, uh, matchup, I, I would like. The to Lakers see. aren't losing in the next round, though. No, I agree. But you know, uh, can if, either of these two teams beat the Clippers? Uh, I don't know. You talking about Utah and and Denver? Denver? Sure, there's a world. I mean, yeah. I mean, there. Was, I mean, if Porzingis is healthy, I mean, the Clippers may have. I mean, lost that series. Yeah. You know, right? There was two, two. Wait, wait there was there was two or three games where Porzingis didn't play. He didn't play game four on. He played the first three. Okay, so there's definitely a world. I believe. I'm pretty there's sure. There's definitely that's. a world where KP. Um, if healthy KP, they win the series. Yeah, sure. Maybe uh, not. Maybe not. I'm not saying it's fifty-fifty, but they have a good chance. They also, you know, Paul George also is now back on track, which has been great for the Clippers. You know, so if that continues, then they're they're starting. Yeah, no, to they'll they'll dangerous. they'll definitely be tough. I but I I just think I think the, both these teams are far better than the Mavericks. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, the Mavericks really don't have much. Outside of they have Hardaway as the three, and you know they you know they got the Seth they got like Seth Curry. They have a lot of good Trey role Burke. Players. Trey Burke. They got, but the, those guys aren't. Those are, that's who they have. That's their you know they have like guys like Finney Smith, and uh, and you know, Kleba uh, Kleba. I mean you know like they have a bunch of no name guys who have had pretty good years being role players, but they're they're not gonna like they're not championship level like role players. Just like yeah, eh. they're missing that like uh, that Lou Williams, uh, Jason Terry type guy, that really reliable third scorer who's a yeah. high ba- high basketball IQ and some defense. They could use a defensive yes. presence. Absolutely. Um, but hard. You know how I feel about Hardaway, but he's just not he's not consistent enough. Um, yeah. Both you know for shooting percentage wise and just from a regular you know he has games where he makes terrible passes, terrible you know a lot of boneheaded plays come out of Hardaway. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Dallas is obviously trending in the right direction, but, oh yeah. I mean, they have one of the brightest futures. Yeah. They, they need to, they need to build they out need another depth. star. Yeah. They need to build out their depth. Um, especially, you know, Perzingis, his list of injuries is growing by the day. You know, this is no like sore knee that he's out for. He tore his meniscus. That's a, that's a, a, a pretty decent knee injury. injury. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if he if he was a little, you know, uh, on and off to start next season, especially if it starts kind of early and you know, not you're not getting the normal off season you're getting if the season starts in in early mm-hmm. December. Um, so that's going to be a disadvantage. He should be fine by then, though. I think the meniscus is like four to six weeks. Okay, yeah. I, uh, to be honest, I didn't I don't know the time it's frame. Definitely not maybe. more than seven or eight max. I'm pretty sure it's like four to six. Okay, so then yeah, maybe he maybe he is fine. Um, but yeah, no, the the point remains true of his of him his he's injury prone. Yeah, I mean now it's a thing. You know when he was on the Knicks, it was like one. The oh, one, I, I always thought it was a th- I thought it was a thing when he was on the Knicks. I, I know you did. I know you did. Um, yeah, I, I always up until that point because it was only what three That's years. Why you need another star with him because you need. You you need you need the three you need a three and you're, so you're okay if he's missing any time you're fine. Yeah. The two like you need like even if it's a Victor or a Depot I'm fine with something like that. 
Yeah. Oladipo is like a huge, like a huge upgrade over Hardware. Like Oladipo, like, like massive upgrade. Yeah, like Oladipo, he's not a star, but Oladipo's a really good third player. I'd consider Oladipo a star. He's made multiple All Star teams. I don't. I, I don't think he's a star. I think that's star. I think there's star and there's perennial star or superstar. I just think he's kind of regressed from what he was. I think with the trajectory he was going at before injuries and stuff, I think he was definitely there. But last year or so after injury, I don't think he hasn't. To me, I haven't seen a ton from him. Like, like even watching like the Heat Pacers series, I know I he's mean, like, like someone like DeRozan. I'm taking Oladipo over DeRozan every time, and I consider DeRozan a star. He's an All Star, multiple time All Star. Well, yeah, well. Uh, this year DeRozan was probably better. For the future, I'd rather Oladipo. I think right. there's like, but my basically my point is, I think there's eight there's to different ten, tiers, eight to, eight to ten superstars, and probably twenty five to thirty stars. All right, well, yeah, twenty five to thirty stars. He's probably in there then. I, I think of it a little less, but yeah, he's he's a borderline star though. He's not. He's no. To me, if yeah. you've made multiple All Star teams, you're a star. Well, like, what if I, you haven't in years and you've regressed? Like, is is Gordon Hayward a star? Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah? I don't look at him as a star anymore. But, to like, me, to me, he's right around star. that edge. He's a very good I think he's a very good player. I'd, I'd rank Hayward higher than Oladipo right now. I wouldn't, but I think, I think there's an argument. Um, To me, if I, if I look at your team and I can say, like, oh, this guy's part of their big three, or this guy's part of their, you know, big four, big two, then that that's like a star to me. It, to me, star is it has more to do with like feel comes into it. He and just, to me, he just watching the the Heat series and watch. I know like since he, when he came back from injury, I know he was back coming back from injury. He just he didn't have a positive impact on the Pacers winning ball games. He just he just didn't. Maybe he'll you know maybe he'll be you know healthier and be better next year. But he just wasn't having a positive impact. Like Sabonis is a lo- a smaller name but a way better See, player than Oladipo to me to me like a guy like that is the borderline on star like I think I'm taking Sabonis over Oladipo I think he could go either way I like Sabonis better like from like what the impact he's had on the Pacers like the Pacers with and without Sabonis they miss Sabonis way more than they missed Oladipo well Murray's down with a knee injury right now that's not great I think he's all right but um Oladipo like like Sabonis just does all so many things well, like with passing, rebounding, low post, scoring, blocking shots. Like, like, like Sabonis really had a great year this year, and he did make the All Star game. Um, he did. Like, I don't think Oladipo. Yeah, Oladipo didn't this year, obviously, but um, I don't know. I like to me, like I'd rather a Sabonis than a. Um, That's fair. That's I don't know. Fair. No, yeah, no, they're not terribly far apart, but you think Oladipo leaves? I think there's a good so. chance. I mean, I think it's a good yeah. chance he goes to Miami. I think they might. I, I think they. I think they trade him. Because probably should. And I, and like, because I know he's close with Miami. Like, I always see him like talking to the Heat guys like before and after the game. It's kind of weird. Like, he is an Indiana kid, though. That's so that may change things for them perception wise. You know, on whether they think he he's gonna walk or not. You know, it's not like Paul George is South Central LA kid or Palmdale kid going. I think to he could walk though. Indiana. Oh, I think he could too. I think I think I would put the chance at over. I would like to. Tra- I mean, I would think that'd be smart for them to trade him. Yeah, I I do too. But I'm I'm just saying from them internally, like their perception could be different than it was for George or normally for a star player because he's an Indiana kid. You know, it's not mm-hmm. often that it, it, that an Indiana kid stay. You know. It's yeah. like any 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 hometown kid that grew up rooting for that team. You. So- you Three think years ago, Oladipo put up 23.1 points per game. Two years ago, he put up 18.8. games. It's a small sample. few years, 13.8, 17.8. You got to repeat that. Yeah, He's a good defender as well. He's a, he's a good two-way player. Like Definitely, I don't want to underscore him there. He can play defense. But... He had that one great year, and he had a good year before the injury. But other than that, his most of his years really aren't terribly impressive. Well, yeah, he was so kind of buried on the magic and the thunder for those years. Um, 
he really didn't break out. No one, no one considered him a star. I mean, when he was in Orlando, he was considered not was he not only was he not considered a star, he was considered a bust. Until yeah, until not a bust, to, but yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't pan out. Because well, he, he was out. the number He's two from Indiana, right? Yeah, from Indiana. I don't know if he was born there, but he went to school there, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, he was the number two, I believe, number two overall pick, I believe, maybe number three. Um, I believe he was in that, he was the number two or three in the Anthony Bennett draft, if my memory serves correct. I think uh, so, too. But yeah, I mean, you know, number two or three pick by your third year, you should be known that you're going to be a, a something of value. He was, yeah. he was, he was a role player in Atlanta. I mean, in Orlando. And yeah, he they, was a good role player. He was a good role player. Yeah. So, I mean... Who knows? I mean, I mean, I like being a Heat from the Heat point perspective. I want Giannis. Like worst case, like Old Depot, I'll take it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I'm not trading for Old Depot. I'll, I don't no. want to trade for Giannis either. To be quite frank, I don't want to lose anything. a lot of people to get those guys though. Lose tons of people. You know, oh you probably God. can. You can probably keep Hero, and that's it. And then you gotta make Bam, deal. Duncan, Nunn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't because you if you're paying Bam's gonna Bam's gonna I'm not even I'm just talking about signing them as free agents, just straight salary cap. There's just not enough room. You know? Oh, yeah. But I'm saying yeah, if you're going to trade. But I mean, both those guys are free agents next year. Old Depot's unrestricted free agent. Same year as Giannis, the 2021 class. He's part of that. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Worst case, like, I'm cool with Old Depot. He wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah, better than nothing. Yeah, but um, I think that's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week with our first uh, NFL picks of the year. We'll have more NBA playoffs to talk about. We'll be into the uh, semifinals of the conferences by that point um, for all series. But until then, go uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, follow us on socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, and go to BleacherFan.com and check out that store. Uh, we will be back next week.